T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. As always, we remind you, you can subscribe on iTunes to the PGP to get full episodes for free each and every week. And then also you can get those on our website, daoncbs.com. But depending on how you listen to it, iTunes might be your best bet. And Mraz joins me now. And uh, I heard that you guys took a litmus test last week when you asked the listeners if they didn't mind the silliness that seems to surround our show following the Super Bowl. And you got uh, good feedback on Twitter suggesting that, indeed, they are down for the clown show as much as we are. Yeah, I would say uh, if anybody, uh, as I can't even hear my headphones yet, now I do. That's live podcasting. Yeah. If anybody uh, had a problem with our craziness and were listening to the PGP, they certainly didn't chime in on it. I got a lot of positive reaction. And the main reason I asked that to Side B last year is because... Last week. Last week. I'm all over the place here. What's yeah. going on with me? Yeah. Oftentimes, myself, you, Jody, James, let's be honest, we all think we're the funniest guys in the room. That's right. We're all laughing at each other's stupidness, but are the listeners laughing at the stupidness? And it turns out they are. They like it, from what I could gather. Yeah, because I've had uh, program directors of the past say, hey, stick to sports, give the people the sports, get away from the silly stuff. Right. And so that always resonates in my head when I was a young broadcaster that was always kind of hammered into, into my head, you know. And so now when we when we veer off topic on occasion, because now following the Super Bowl, there isn't kind of the the everyday uh, soap opera that is football that kind of compels everybody. Uh, sometimes I worry that maybe we're a little too off script, but it, it appears that from a little crowdsourcing that... Crowdsourcing's uh, a good word. That our audience uh, is okay with it. They're okay with it. In fact... I even had some that said they prefer it, mm. uh, which may say a lot about our football takes. Yeah, the doesn't say a lot about our actual sports accuracy. Right, exactly. They'd rather talk bird seed than kickoffs, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, you know what? We'll take it in the back pocket, you know, and that's why we put it out there for the listeners. Okay, you know? so good. So um, it was largely very encouraging that uh, that we were going down this road following football and people were okay with it. Yeah, I would say actually even more largely encouraging that people are actually listening to this thing. So that's yeah. even <laughs> That's a plus, too. <laughs> That's a positive. You never know with podcasts. No, no. They could be out there on the cloud and nobody's touched them. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. Um, over the weekend, I was in Lexington, Kentucky for an alumni event. My girlfriend graduated from Kentucky, and uh, she goes down there for the Dance Blue Dance Marathon. 24 hours, the students, more than 800 students, uh, dance for 24 hours. They learn a choreographed dance, and then they perform it at the end of the 24 hours for an audience Uh, inside Memorial Coliseum, which is uh, the house where Kentucky men's basketball played back in the 50s and 60s and then early 70s before they moved to Rupp Arena. 
So the history is really cool, and then the event's really cool, and they uh, use the event to raise money for uh, pediatric cancer support for families that are dealing with their children going through cancer uh, treatment and uh, just kind of supporting those families. They help build another wing of the oncology unit uh, on the university. So it's just an amazing thing, but I also got to go down to my first uh, game at Rupp Arena. So I put it together in Nomad and released it today, and I got to say, it was a pretty epic Pretty epic performance, uh, pretty epic experience. Uh, it, it helped that they were playing the Gators and they had just lost the Gators a couple weeks ago. Adds to a little spice, if you will. So there was revenge in the air. But uh, yeah, I had a great time and I had a great time piecing the Nomad together. And one thing that I got to do in this that I haven't gotten to do before, I don't know if you saw today. I did not. I missed the early release. So it'll be uh, tonight. But I got to go in the CBS broadcast truck. Whoa, hold on. Did yeah. you flash a little badge there? How did you get in? You'd never believe this. So we took a flight on Friday morning out of LaGuardia, uh, landing in Cincinnati, because Cincinnati's about 90 minutes away. So we right. rented a car, flew uh, flew to Cincinnati, and then uh, drove the hour and a half down to Lexington. And who was on the flight but Jim Spinarkle. <laughs> okay, you did text me this, yes. Who was... Uh, who has been on our show before, but he was he was calling the game with Brad Nestler on uh, on Saturday. So where we get off the flight and we're in the the airport and we're all kind of like just getting off the flight and so we're kind of waiting around before we go get our baggage. Right. And I'm like, let me introduce myself to Jim. We've had him on the show before, so I do. So we get to talk, and Jim's a super nice guy. We're talking a little about Kentucky's season and uh, and what to expect. And then uh, lo and behold. Uh, Craig Silver also is flying with Spinarkle, and Craig is the producer of the SEC on CBS and was producing this game. Not a bad connection to have, by the way. I mean, that guy, yeah. <laughs> and he's been doing it since the 80s, so right. he is <clears throat> he has major pelts on the wall. So we get to talking, and and uh, and he says, uh, well, you got to drop by the truck. Are you going to go to the game? Well, yeah. He's, you got a credential? Yeah. He goes, okay, if you have media access, then drop by the truck. So... At halftime, I didn't want to bother them. I was going to go there in the pregame. Right. You know, figured in the middle of the game they're going to be uh, be all wound up. But uh, before the game, I saw Craig again, and I was going to follow him out to the truck. He's like, there's nothing going on right now. Why don't you come back during the game? And I was like, uh, okay. So at halftime, I went into the truck, and it was really cool. So I filmed in there and, uh, and pieced it together a Nomad. And they had no problem with you filming Nomad in there? No. That's no. pretty cool. You, yeah. could, you should have snuck a Nomad plug onto the bottom line there of the scoreboard. Yeah, That'd get the graphics going. Fo- you know, follow the DA button right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a really cool experience. And it wasn't like the XFL documentary where there was just panic and pandemonium in the truck. No. What you realize is that real professionals, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's like clockwork. The coolest part about being in the truck is that when we're doing radio... You know, we have a small, tight team, and I'm on one side of the glass literally talking into a microphone. You guys are on the other side of the glass uh, answering phones and making sure the commercials run and the microphones are on and all the technical stuff. But there's really a very small crew here. Right. And we're all intertwined, really. When you go to a television production truck, there's like 20 people, and they all have very singular, different jobs. And if anybody messes up, the whole thing falls. You know, and so... There's a director, there's a producer, there's graphics, there's sound, there's instant replay, and everybody works in unison. So that's what's so cool. I On the video, I kind of compared it to uh, an orchestra because if one person that's playing, you know... The violin goes out of tune. 
the whole thing screwed up. You know, but but you the violinist can't play the tuba. The violin so you everybody has got to do their job. It's like the Patriots. Do your job. You know, that's actually it's really, amazing. really interesting for Nomad itself because that's again, that's somewhere where you can't really go behind the scenes and you don't really see a lot of that. So yeah. for a for a YouTube series, I'd say, you know what? I'm willing to check that out. Well, I am gonna check it out, but I'm pretty pumped to check it out. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I that was that was one of the highlights. Um and it's just amazing to watch real professionals at it. I mean, this is you not... You realize that we're not professional at no, all? No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. And, you know, it's also not like a regional cable network. Right. It's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a high school game being broadcast on uh, your local cable. It's like the, the SEC on CBS or Kentucky, Florida on CBS. So this is the best of the best crew. Right, this is the real deal. Yeah, and they are just... Everything looks so professional and... Uh, it it's such a it's such a funny funny thing to compare it to what we do and then it's also really wonky because as an audio video guy myself that loves editing and loves kind of the parts that go into a broadcast it was wild and then also here's the thing there's millions of dollars of technology in this trailer <laughs> right and so but think about it like a trailer that you could live in cuz you can walk in and there's some space to walk around there's some desks you know, there's no sink, there's no bathroom, right? But you know, it's it's a housing thing. It's it's that they've basically taken all the kitchen cabinets out and inserted, you know, TV monitors and and boards and all that stuff. And then they just hook it to trucks and haul it across the country to the next broadcast. It's pretty freaking amazing. You know, it's not like they fold up the computers. It's not right, like right, 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 they, right. They, they live in that trailer and they're on to the next. Yeah, and it's so it's it's like a Winnebago that is set up to broadcast super high-definition sports telecast. Yeah, Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation ain't driving this thing. There's yeah. no, no doubt. Yeah, it's just amazing. I can't imagine what that is worth because when you go, you'll see the video. You'll see the footage. It's just screen upon screen upon screen and uh, computer equipment and audio equipment and, and all this type of stuff. And you're like, you could you could lie on the ground and just you know sleep in a sleeping bag and haul ass across the country in this thing. But nothing... I don't know how they pack it. I mean, I guess they don't pack it. They must not. You can't just put, like, bubble wrap on no, everything. No, I'm assuming the walls are, you know, it's not like they're just against the tin of the walls. You know, there's probably yeah. a little give on those walls. Little give, but, boy, if you if you T-bone that thing. <laughs> Somebody's not going to be happy up at CBS. Yeah, yeah. It's it, probably, they probably hire the best of the best drivers as well. Probably. Yeah, there's, it's, it's just an amazing thing to look at. It's just amazing. And, uh. And as I mentioned before, last night of the show, uh, one of my favorite things that I didn't get to try, but I was very intrigued, was the bourbon slushy. Still on the see. This is why you should have just tried it because yeah, now you're harping on it two days later. Still, I know I couldn't do it before the game because I was I had a credential representing the company. Yes, and then I was going to be in the truck. I mean, right. Forget it. The last thing I do need is to have a smell like bourbon. Bourbon slushy. Yeah, and then number two, then that slushy machine. It was a game time. It was a game day thing only. Gotcha. So, I mean, basically halftime, you're cut off. Uh, well, I was. it was in the lobby of the hotel connected to oh, Rupp Arena, gotcha. and we by stayed at the hotel. But By the time the game was over, that slushy machine's out of order. And then the next day, you're not just walking up getting a, a bourbon slushy. It's your white whale. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I got to go back. <laughs> I got to go back. I got to go back. Now you know tickets next time. Got to get tickets next time. Got to get them. Uh, got to get them. And then I mentioned to you the best thing I ate was spicy chicken. Uh, Nashville hot chicken. That was delicious. 
Uh, so, yeah, so overall it was a good trip. Um, last week, you guys, we talked about, I think we talked about Filipponi's Simeon Rice thing because that was at the middle of last week. Yes, for sure. We definitely uh, harped on that very well. Yeah. Steve Overmeyer dropping a Simeon Rice on the show on Monday night as well. That's right. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, and then my last little nugget is uh, you alerted me that uh, Francesa Khan needed yes. a fill-in judge. Yes. So we've discussed Francesa Khan on the Permission Granted podcast, I guess a year ago. might even be two years ago at this point. I think maybe three. Might even be three. On the Permission Granted podcast, man, have we been around three years? Because I went three years ago. Okay. So, yeah. So Francesa Khan is this amazing, obviously, ordeal where everybody dresses like Mike Francesa or stuff that has to do with Mike Francesa. But this year, being Mike Francesa's <laughs> final year at WFAN, they are doing, you know, many... They're pulling out all the stops, including a Mike and the Mad Dog impersonation contest. Right. And they wanted three professional judges. And I received a text message last night for people looking to get in touch with you yeah. to be a judge. <laughs> and you've signed on the dotted line. You will appear at FrancesaCon yes. to be a judge. Um, Are you excited? Like, Is this a big thrill for you in your career? <laughs> I'm really excited because I love the guys that run it. When I went three years ago, I was just blown away by how fun everything was and how funny everybody was. Everybody right. was really, really funny. And I love being around funny people. So I just, um, I love the Mongos and I love all the guys that get behind this because there is a genuine affection for Mike and there's also a genuine sense of irony about the whole thing. For sure. I think you hit on something right there. And I love that combination. Right. I, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited to do the uh, the guest judging to find the next uh, Mike Zahn, which is the next <laughs> Mike impersonator because I guess the official Mike impersonator is also retiring. <laughs> My only question is, do you think Mike's going to be okay with this? I think Mike accepts it. Yeah. I do. But, but with me involved, since we've... I think, you know what? It's water under the bridge, right? I think it's water under the bridge. And I think when Mike walks through the door and he's the man there, he's not going to care, you know, who's yeah. judge. He's going to look around. He's going to look at it as an honor. You know what I mean? I hope so. I, I think he will. I hope you know? so. Because really... And if he doesn't, quite frankly, you may never see him again after December anyway, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hope that he's cool with it. I hope that it's kosher. I, I feel like if I see him in the hallways this week, I should bring it up. Yeah, maybe you should. And Just by the, to break the ice. By the way, we've, we're about to enter March, the month that we're supposed to get that Mike and the Mad Dog 30 for 30, where we're still yeah. awaiting whether you will actually be in it as a yeah. young man. So we have that to keep our eye on here this month. I know. I was thinking about that. Yeah. So a lot, lot of good stuff happened with you and Mike Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I got your Speedo in the mail today. And how's it look? Too I haven't big? O- I haven't opened it up. Okay. I want to open it up with you. Okay. We could do a big reveal maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe on the show tonight. You brought it in? Yeah. Okay. Boy, we are uh, we're really just ham and egg in this thing here together now, huh? What do you mean? We, we've just rattled off about three topics in a row, and I feel like we're playing PTI right now. Well, we are. We should have a bell. <laughs> Where's that boy? Can we get reality for the mistakes here? Reality. Yes. Looks yeah. like Andy Pettit. Uh, yeah, he does. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about the birdseed bet getting paid off on Friday. Looks like it's going to be uh, specifically a little cold out that day. Yeah, it looks like we're dipping into the cold and then warming up. So it looks like we hit a home run with the day for me, for the, your guys' perspective. Yeah, for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. for you, I don't know. Uh, but we have a lot of the birdseed talk coming up here on Side B. Okay. Uh, Joe D will be on there. And uh, Joe D has some breaking news that you're aware of, but he'd like to share with the listeners. So, oh, so we're finally going to reveal that. Yes, yeah, so we have some. So for the first time maybe ever in permission or in a podcast history, if you stay tuned here to Side B, uh, and we promise it right out the shoot, you will have breaking news. All right. How about that for a tease? I didn't think Joe D was going to unveil this for a while. Uh, well, what happened, I'm not going to tease anymore, but put it this way, the timing became right. The right people are aware of news that's going on here. So he's okay with public mm-hmm. knowledge. 
All right. How about that for a tease? Okay. Uh, Jody's got big news, and it's not that he's in an exclusive relationship. No, no. But that's also news. Uh, it is news. And by the way, side note, he was already fighting with this said girl oh, no. yesterday. But uh, I hope, I'm not even going to tell him I mentioned this, so I hope she's not listening. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, the first argument's already been taking uh, place. God, they've only been exclusive for like four days. <laughs> not good Not good for anybody. <laughs> not good for anybody. Side B of the PGP right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty, welcome into Side B, the Permission Granted Podcast. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show, and the host of Side B, the PGP, and quite frankly, the sidekick of part one of the PGP that you just listened to. You get a lot of Mraz on the PGP, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I'm just going to keep doing it because I like to hear my voice, even if you guys don't. And I am joined by Jolton Joe D'Aloisio. Joe, how are you? Shawnee, I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Uh, Joe, there's a couple things we got to get into the podcast, but I think we should uh, go right into uh, what can only be deemed as breaking news, I guess. And, and before you, you go on, in the history of the Permission Credit Podcast, I'm not so sure that between the goofiness and behind the show stuff and back in the original interview stage that we really broke any news but we're about to break news on side B of the PGP, and I'm not sure how our listeners are going to take it. Uh, and it's going to be broken by you, Joe. So, Joe, take it away. Indeed. Um, after much consideration and thought, uh, a lot has gone into this decision. Just but get to it. Enough with the I, preamble. I am. Uh, I am sad to announce that I will be moving on from the DA show and CBS Sports Radio. So there you have it, Joe D. Uh, we'll move on from the DA show and CBS Sports Radio, a place that he's been to for a few years now uh, and was pretty much documented as the the youngest full-time producer that was hired by CBS Sports Radio. And me and him have grown to become very close friends. He's been an integral part of the DA show. And uh, so, Joe, you, what do we got, two weeks left of you here? Yeah, uh, today is uh, the day we're recording is what, February 28th? So my yes. final show will be March 14th, which will also be a Trash Tuesday. Oof. So I will make sure to unleash, let loose any trash I have. Okay, so taking out the trash is going down. That'll be Joe's last day. So, again, you can follow Joe D on Twitter for now at JoeDCBS. That will change. So if you um, follow me, just keep following me, please. I'm almost at 700 followers. Now, I guess, you know, instead of just brushing this over, we should have a conversation here because I'm sure the listeners want to get to, you know, know the, the backstory of this and everything. Where exactly are you headed? So I have accepted a position at Iona College where I, I graduated from. Okay. I will be their director of digital technology and learning for the mass communications department, pretty much overseeing... Um, any of the content that they produce, help produce any of that content. So you're going to oversee a department that you once got a degree from? Yeah. Essentially? Okay. Yeah. Which uh, is pretty pretty interesting and pretty cool that Iona would do that, go hire a graduate. So now you're putting the the radio or media career basically be behind you? You want to just be more of an administration guy? Um, not necessarily. I'm not closing all doors. But at this moment, I thought that I couldn't give up this opportunity and uh, I'm also planning on going back to school because that is a perk that I get and I wouldn't have to pay for it. So that's always uh, a plus. Anything free is good, right? Right, right. So uh, I'm not exactly closing the door on the whole media, sports, radio, etc., but I am stepping away. Okay, well, 
might as well get into a little bit uh, of this now because this is really behind the scenes, you know, uh, dirt that I'm sure the listeners, you know, are, are continuing to be interested in. I know I just mentioned this. I would imagine in, in two weeks before your final show that on the Permission Granted podcast in two weeks, I, I would even take a step back and not do the first part of the PGP. And maybe you could hop in with DA if we remember to do that and kind of, uh, you know, reminisce, if you will, and, and have some fun with that. So we might as well talk a little bit about about your time here now. Number one, I certainly hope that you're not completely putting radio out there. Now, if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. But I know uh, all of your work that you did, whether it was writing for Lombardi Avenue, which I will continue, so make sure to continue to look uh, at LombardiAvenue.com. Okay, I'm just so, saying. So I you're keeping be- that avenue. Are you still going to do the Tundra Talk podcast? Because you're part of two podcasts, Bridge Granted and the Tundra Talk. Uh, I will. Um, luckily enough, I have uh, at Iona, there's already a podcast booth set up and everything up and running, so I will be... Uh, Recording the podcast there. Okay. All right. So there. Okay. So that answers my question. So you're not essentially leaving the full because you're going to keep that Packer stuff open, which Absolutely. I think is the right thing to do because I think you're very good at it. You definitely have some Packer insight uh, and all of that. And I and I know Joe. I mean, I mean, what do you care with two weeks to go? The hours that you were given here as a full timer, obviously as a young guy working full time in radio, it's not easy. You know, because radio is a is a twenty four seven three sixty five job. I mean, heck, it, you know, for those of you that have followed the DA show. Since its inception on CBS Sports Radio, you know that myself and DA, DA myself, however it's proper English, we started with overnights for two years. And, that, you know, it can take a grind. It can wear on you. And I'm sure there are plenty of people listening to this podcast that are still working overnights. So the weekends are another animal of it. I mean, we didn't have to work weekends, but you've been working, you know, weekends full time. Since day one. Since day one. Uh, and even when you weren't full time, that was, you know, roles a part-timer that you would take on. So to obviously have a lifestyle as a young man in his 20s to get off weekends it may sound petty, it may sound strange, but in radio, that's a really big deal because when you're working in radio and you're full-time, I mean, you can get any combination of seven days and they can call it full-time. It doesn't necessarily mean Monday through Friday, and you didn't have that benefit. Exactly. So, I mean, that's just another perk to add on it. I mean, it wasn't obviously the the, the, the deciding factor, sure, but at the same time, uh, that was just another perk that was uh, given to me that I was, you know... You know, I haven't had a week. Now, this may sound selfish. I mean, I haven't had a weekend since my junior year of college. It's been some time <laughs> without and, having to use a vacation day. Right. And, um, you know, if we know anything about Joe, the fact that he's been raking hoochie mamas without while working weekends really says a lot about his character. Uh, he's kind of like, uh, you know, one of these. He'd be like Beckham going out on the boat in Miami after beating Washington in Week 17. Exactly, and that's why I can't really knock if we want to bring Beckham back into the picture. I can't knock Beckham because that's a move that I would have done. So right, I, you get done working with Ken Corman on a Sunday night. You're like, what's any club open right now? I got to, I got to lasso a chick here. Exactly. I mean, uh, and I'm definitely gonna miss getting out of here at 2 a.m. and trying to pull off maneuvers like that. But at the same time, it's also gonna be amazing to sit back. Uh, open a cold one and watch some football for the first time in a long time. Yeah, see, that's the thing. So we all sit home, or I'm sure many of us, including myself, sit home on a Sunday, and you could sit back, you could have a couple beers, make the nachos, and watch a full day of football with the red zone, the package, whatever your team's game is. Joe is basically essentially grinding at work all day. I mean, listen, CBS Sports is a pretty cool place to work in that it's essentially a sports bar without the beer. There's TVs everywhere, you're watching the games and all that. But there's something to be said for being able to enjoy that at home or going out to a place with your buddies and something like that. It's a little different. And it's there's only so much you could actually watch. You're always missing something that happens because you're still focusing on the work that has to be done. Right, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's really cool for you. And, and again, I sh- I'm sure much like a, a Derek Jeter or a David Ortiz farewell tour, we're going to get into this a lot in the final two weeks, 
and uh, and some of your stuff. But I guess if we're going to keep peeling back the curtain, I'll never forget, Joe, when, when Steve-O, Steve Moralia, planned to Steve-O, left the DA show and took his job as one of, ironically, what's been in the news lately, one of James Dolan's, you know, spies, spies. over at MSG. You know, basically Moralia's job the last month has been making sure uh, anybody talking bad about Dolan in regards to Oakley never put uh, an MSG, you know, figure on a show. That's kind of what, what Steve-O's job is, or at least we interpreted it. When he left... There were open interviews for, you know, the evening weekend producer and to do the DA show three nights a week. And I remember distinctly, you know, pers- you know personally, Joe, I had n- absolutely no say in who got hired. I-, I was asked by bosses in a handful of guys if I had to rank them one through four. And if I'm being completely transparent, I don't believe I ranked you number one because, A, I, I only knew you a little bit. B, I knew you were the youngest guy of the group. And I'm a big fan of, you know, guys paying their dues and, and moving up. And I-, I wasn't so sure you paid your dues. But all that being said, I did get a phone call after that conversation was had with bosses from John Kincaid, who fills in, and you were producing for him. And I remember him telling me, hey, if you have any say at all, I'm telling you right now, you have to get this Joe full-time on the show. He fits exactly what you guys are looking for. He's a hard worker. I'm telling you, he's, I know the DA, you know, Kincaid's filled in. I know the DA show. I know, Joe, this is a fit. And he he couldn't stop talking my ear off about you. I'm like, John, listen, it's kind of out of my hands, but, you know, I definitely appreciate the kind words, and as luck would have it, uh, I guess KK called the right people, and you got hired. And I have to say, looking back, as oh, what has it been a year and a half? Yeah, about. Kincaid nailed it, man, because uh, you know we've had all these blowups and joking around about Kenny Brock through two years on CBS Sports Radio, and you've had it. I know for Kenny, he ain't coming back, which is pretty funny. You always got to bring him right, up. You right. always got to bring him up. But Joe, I, I, we've loved James and we love Moralia. There was something different that you brought to the table where you kind of fit that like. You had a role. You know what I mean? It wasn't an agitator, but it was kind of like we love, you know, piggybacking on your on your parents with the Italian accents, and, and Joe D was the ladies' man. And if you could find a niche like that on the show, the DA shows a circus, you were part of the circus, so I wish you good luck. I appreciate that. Thank you for all those kind words. Now, more uh, on to more pressing needs, and perhaps going to be your last great moment on the DA show. Here we are. We're the week of finally paying up the bet. And by the way... Thank Perfect God. timing. Thank goodness we're getting us in under the gun, huh? I mean, not only are, are we waiting <laughs> to the last possible minute to do this, I mean, when did that game even take place? A month and a half ago? Yeah, it was early. <laughs> I think it was January 7th or 8th. I, I mean, we'll be in the... We're about to be in March when this thing plays. So, yeah, I think we're paying it off two months after the game. But you know what? It's perfect timing with everything that el- with everything else that's going on. So, at least I get to witness that. Because could you imagine if I was leaving before that? Oh, that would have been a disaster. What a disaster. So, we're finally going to have... Have that Friday. Number one, DA ordered me a, a metallic pink Speedo. Your thoughts on the color, and is it what you would have went with? You are going to stick out like a sore thumb. I believe DA on Monday show said that he got you an XL because he couldn't find you a double XL, which means— Oh, I think he found a 2X. But I, think, fi- I think—now, don't quote me on this because I was a part of the Facebook Live video he did when he was filling in for Godlieb last week. I believe the reason it might have landed on metallic pink, uh, on top of it obviously being a crazy color to see me swing around a Speedo in, and I say swing around, by the way. Calm down. Would be that most of the other colors he was looking for were all sold out in 2X. Wow, okay. So, I mean, I don't—interesting. But now my next question would be, is the 2X going to be too big where it looks like I'm having a diaper with dung in it? (laughs) Well, (laughs) so here's the thing. It's either going to look like that or it's going to be way too tight on you. So either way, it's going to be a uh, – you, you got you to gotta watch it on the Facebook Live. 
Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be a spectacle. I'm getting texts from a lot of people. Hey, when's the event? You got to let me know. And it looks like it's going to be Friday at noon. Now, the weather forecast for that day, that is the coldest day of the week in New York City. It looks like it'll be in the low 40s. They're even calling for potential snow flurries in the morning. And you're really getting lucky here because if we would have did the bet quicker, I mean, you would have really froze out Right, because there. we had some really cold days at the end of January, really cold. Yeah. And we've, we've been dancing around 60 degrees here in New York for the better part of two weeks, and it looks like it's going to dip Friday. And then I, I looked at the early returns the next week, it's going to jet back up. So it really seems like Friday is quote-unquote crap or get off the pot day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So we'll have that going on. Uh, Crisco or peanut butter for you? What do you think is the better option? Uh, I like lard. What is lard? I don't know, but it sounds a lot better than peanut butter. Because with peanut butter, like I have a feeling if we spread peanut butter on you, you're going to end up eating the peanut butter off of you. And That's then the birds, point. even though like you'll, you'll sacrifice a few bird seeds, but then the birds won't have anything to eat. Like you're not going to eat Crisco off of you. Yeah, you know what's funny? I've been called lard-ass several times in my life. Lard-ass? Lard-ass, though, was a word. Hey, lard-ass, get the ball! <laughs> People have called me lard-ass, for sure. And I never really thought about what lard was. Lard has always just been associated with calling a fat guy something, right? Like, uh, you're a fat tub of lard. I think lard I guess is Chris, just... Crisco is literally a tub of lard, right? It's a tub of fat, yeah. So lard is fat? Yeah, so it's fat like coming... Fat is lard? It's coming full circle. Lard-ass is having has lard on him now. Okay, so lard ass is having... <laughs> You're a jerk. Okay, so lard it is. Uh, now, I don't think I've ever actually cooked with Crisco. Like, I know what it is. I've seen it. Is it going to be that sticky on me? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be real gross. I haven't... I've never used it, never seen it, to be honest. I mean, I mean I've mean, i seen it. I'm real worried about the cleanup of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think even with a shower, you're still going to feel a little gross. Like, it's just going to be like a drinking and getting over the hangover, like you're going to need a couple days? Yeah, definitely, and that's a great way to start your weekend. Okay, your prediction overall, I want it on the record here on the Permission Granted Podcast, because by the time we do the next one, the bet will be over, okay? okay? A, do birds peck on me? B, if they do, how many actually take a peck at me? C, do I end up sick at all next week? Oof. Well... Selfishly, I hope you don't end up sick because then I will have to produce. Okay. Thank you. Um, there is a distinct possibility that the, that does occur. And I'm not even saying that because of the birds. Right. It's going to be cold out there and to be just in a Speedo, especially if you end up like laying on the ground. Like, yeah. Awfully nipply. Yeah. Awfully nipply. Um, nippy. Nippy. What well, we it'll say? be nipply with me. Exactly. Um, as, as for how many birds will peck at you, I'm saying at least 20. So you think the birds are really... See, I have a feeling, and I want this on the record, and maybe I'll, this is hopeful. I got a feeling I'm going to go out there, I'm going to look like a buffoon, but ultimately the, the birds ain't going to take a swing But let's at be me. honest, how are you even going to count them? Because it could be the same bird going around in circles, and you'll have no idea. Now, 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 here, here's the deal, though, Joe. When there's one bird, there's like 17 birds. Okay, you know so what I mean? We, How often do you see one bird just kind of flocking around, and then one bird finds food, and like he's just gonna happen to be by his lonesome? Well, here's the thing: if, if if a bird is lurking and sees one bird eating on on the fat tub of lard, they're gonna call the other birds over, and it's gonna be you know a, a rush like Black Friday at Target. You're you know gonna what I mean? look, you're gonna look like the pigeon lady in Home Alone, right? So I have a feeling I don't get any birds at all. I I don't think it's one two birds like you're saying. It's either any or I'm gonna be swarmed. No, there's a good chance you're gonna be swarmed because like you said, the minute one bird sees. Uh, sees food and sees that you have a lot of it on you, they're going to call their bird homies and you're done. They're going to call their bird homies. Now, real quickly, because I know you got to go do the sports minute and there's not many left for you to do. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> now, will there be a point in time 
where, like, you guys are going to realize you need to save me. Like, it's gone too far with the birds pecking at me. Like, if I'm swarmed? Um, no. No. Unless you, like, you're actually in, like, serious pain, then I may be like, hey, DA, I think we got to end this. But, to be honest, I would end it a lot quicker than DA would. I think DA would like to see you really suffer. Yeah, I mean, because if I get, like, swarmed with the point where I'm, like, knocked over or something like that, and, like, they're really after me, and there's no, and I'm starting to bleed everywhere. Well, then, then the whole illness possibility comes into play. Legit, well, I mean, I don't know. Hey, it could be the end for both of us here. <laughs> Just the promotion Ward's looking for. <laughs> By uh, the way, forget about my breaking, my breaking news. Ward actually broke real news, so give him some credit. We will give James Ward credit. He broke the Baker Mayfield news. Um, and to be honest, it's a bad job. I mean, I should have thought about that to have him on this week, but uh, who really cares about Ward, right? Yeah, you're right. It's your week. I mean, he'll be on plenty of times after. Yeah, we'll go back to it. Plus, we're going to need material next week anyway, I guess, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, actually, Ward probably won't be on next week because we'll be recapping the, the challenge. Probably, I but he'll probably be there. Maybe we do a little foursome. You know what? A foursome sounds good, Joe. And with that, we'll leave you on that note. So for now, you can follow Joe T on Twitter. At Joe D CBS. You can follow me at CBS. Look out for the bird flu on Friday, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.